Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for the 50-plus generation, helping America's baby boomer live a life that matters. Your host is Dr. Dan Critchett, and the show is all about guests and topics that relate to the real-life challenges and opportunities of people in the second half of life. Today's show is brought to you by Second Half Network, providing resources and connections that are designed to educate, equip, and inspire. If you want to live a life that matters, Dr. Dan and his guests are in the studio and ready to begin today's discussion. Let's listen in. Well, welcome aboard. We're happy to welcome you to Second Half Now. This is, in fact, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. And if you're over 50, uh, you're in our group, and we want to speak to you today about something that is very, very important. And, of course, I probably always say that because uh, we don't have anybody uh, in the studio. We don't talk about anything that's not really important, although we could get off the track and tell a joke or have a little funny now and then. But uh, that's we're here to uh, speak to the 50-plus generation and uh, provide valuable content. And uh, today is uh, certainly no exception to that. I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, and I want to start by telling why this subject today is kind of personal for me, and I'll keep it brief, and then I'll um, set the uh, stage, and then I'll introduce our guest for today. So uh, I grew up going to my grandpa's cabin up on Hood Canal. Beautiful setting, fantastic. It was wonderful. I have fond, fond memories of going up there for years and years and years with my family, my brothers and sister, mom and dad. And um, when my grandpa got old, um, uh, he was trying to take care of matters to make sure that the cabin, which we also dearly loved and had great, wonderful memories, uh, he wanted to make sure that it got um, uh, put into the right hands. Well, unfortunately, my grandpa didn't take care of those matters um, in the proper time and in the proper proper legal manner. And so what happened was uh, the cabin my grandpa's cabin went to someone he would not have given it to in a million years. Now, I don't need to go into a lot of detail, but that, and we are still, I would say, almost even grieving over that loss because we were looking forward to uh, being able to enjoy that with our own kids and grandkids uh, for years to come. But it was taken from us because grandpa didn't take care of that matter in enough in the right time. So I want to say to you or ask you some questions. Um, how do you want things to be handled after you leave this earth? Do you have family, assets, stuff? The only way to make sure your wishes and good intentions are followed is to take care of it ahead of time. And I mean, like now. So no guessing games, no do-overs, no he said, she said. Because when it's over, it's over. We all need to be decisive and diligent about being good stewards of what God has entrusted to us and good stewards, even in the way that we, the instructions that we leave behind. So the topic and title for today's show is this. If you don't do it, someone else will, and you may not like it. We're going to talk about that today. Um, With that title, we're going to uh, introduce my guest uh, in studio today is Russ Pike, an estate planning attorney. And we're going to talk about some of these matters, and uh, you may want to get out a notepad and pen and write some things down because we're going to cover some very important matters. So, uh, Russ, I want to thank you for uh, coming in today, and welcome to Second Half Now. Thank you, Dan. We have a lot to discuss, don't we? We do. There's a lot to uh, discuss both for now and later in life. Yeah, very good point. 
And I would say that anybody that is in our target group, any boomer or beyond or anybody that's over 50, really needs to be thinking about this and and start taking care of these matters. Would you agree with that? I would agree. You have to take care of it before something catastrophic happens. And people often think about estate planning as what happens to my stuff when I die. Right. But you also have to plan for life events. You also have to think about the legacy you're leaving for your family, the legacy in the way of either your church or charity, and passing on your values to your family. It's not simply about what happens to my stuff. Yeah, good. I appreciate that. Because if we have a catastrophic event or even if we die, that date is not on the calendar. You know, if we know that it's going to be a certain date that we can make sure we get these things taken care of ahead of time. But it's not on the calendar, not our calendar anyway, certainly on God's. Well, when people come in, I always tell them that if you can tell me if you're going to have an incapacity in your life, whether it be from heart attack, dementia, auto accident, or if you can tell me the exact day that you're going to die and Mm -hmm. what the law is going to be that day, then I can prepare a perfect plan for you. Right. But if you can't answer that, then you need to plan now and you need to do it based on what you know now and what you want as far as your legacy. Yeah, I like that. I want to say to our listeners that uh, Russ and I met, uh, what was it, a month or so ago. We were at a meeting in Beaverton, and uh, it was actually a preliminary meeting for second half now for a um, uh, business development group that we are initiating over there in Beaverton. We have been meeting on the east side at uh, Warner Pacific College for many months, uh, probably a year and a half or so. And uh, so we're venturing out and um, wanting to have a presence over in the, on the west side in Beaverton. And uh, Russ was there, and we met for the first time and uh, got to talking. And he deals with something that I personally regard as very, very important. As a pastor for many, many years, I know that uh, some people have uh, gone to glory, have have uh, gone to the Lord, they've died and left this earth, and they did not do proper planning. And um, if they were to uh, comment about what happened after they died, if they were to know, be able to know and talk to us, they would have been very disappointed with how they how they handled it. So when I have an estate planning attorney available, I want to uh, be able to talk about those things and provide that to our audience. And uh, Russ, let's start uh, just to briefly tell us about your uh, your practice, your law practice, and a little bit about your background. Okay. Uh, I'm an Oregon and Washington estate planning attorney. I have practiced here in the Northwest since 1985. I'm also a husband and father of five children, a grandfather of five grandchildren, mm. and a companion to two dogs. Oh, wow. Um, I know that For me personally, I'm about willing to do anything for my family, Mm -hmm. and most of the clients I deal with want to do the same thing for their family and make sure they're taken care of. Yeah, for sure. Um, Kind of on a professional note, I'm a proud alumni of UCLA. Oh, really? I have a bachelor's and a master's in business from UCLA. I went into the military for a few years, and when I came out, I then went back to law school at Loyola, graduated 12th in my class. Um, a few kind of personal things that are unusual here. Uh, when I graduated from high school, I received a baseball contract offer from the Houston Astros. Oh, really? Um, and while I was going through college, I was working as a limousine company dispatcher, and I had the privilege of spending a week 
with Paul McCartney, Linda McCartney, and Ringo of the Beatles. Oh, really? And um, I met my wife just before I started law school. And six days after I met her, God told me, this is the woman for me. Wow. I asked her to marry me. She married me. And last April, we celebrated our 39th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Good story. Paul McCartney and Ringo. And uh, what was Paul's wife's name? Uh, Linda. Linda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So good. Um, well, and, and you have uh, been an estate planning attorney, and you've helped a lot of people do exactly what we're going to talk about. And uh, I can tell by our conversations that you find a lot of uh, meaning and purpose in doing this. Tell me a little bit about wh- what that means to you in terms of uh, helping people take care of these matters. Well, for me personally, I love what I do. Um, I mean, I just feel blessed that I've been able to help people put together an excellent estate plan for them. And then when something does happen, my clients will call me up and they'll say, Russ, what do we do next? Mm -hmm. And so I've seen all the areas you need to cover in your plan. You're transferring your wealth, minimizing your taxes, passing on your legacy, planning for charities and church. And then I've seen what happens at the other end. And it's just such a rewarding experience because when something catastrophic happens, families don't behave normally. Mm -hmm. They are stressed. They are depressed. They fight with each other much quicker than they otherwise would. Right. But when your plan is in place, you can resolve all those problems. And um, it's so difficult for people to even talk about the subject. And I'm an estate planning attorney, and I must admit for years I had no plan in place. And I don't know if it was because I didn't want to face reality or just a matter of overcoming the procrastination to do it. But, um, you know, it's just such a great joy to see a plan that works for people and and that they're passing on their values to their family and their generations. Do you think that the same reasons that were uh, had kept you from following through and doing it might be what other people might be experiencing too? In terms well, of- well, you do because you think of it in two different ways. First of all, on the incapacity, yeah, you're always thinking that will happen to somebody else. It's not going to happen to me. Right. And on the death transfer of wealth, we all think we're going to live to 80 or 90, but reality is a certain group of us won't. Mm -hmm. And because we think we don't have to do it today because this event we're planning for is not going to happen tomorrow. Right. But it does. And you just tend to, Procrastinate, even though you know you should do it. Yeah. It's one of those things that maybe is not urgent. You know, we don't question the importance of it, but it's not urgent and timely and have to be done right now. You know, if we had somebody that gave us a deadline for some task that we were going to complete or something that we're going to do, we'd be a little bit more conscientious about that. But here, we're kind of on our own. And um, uh, and, and what you're saying, too, about families, I've seen it before when when, uh, when Families are in the midst of a situation, whether a death or an incapacity has occurred, and when there's money involved, it changes the picture. It changes how people feel, and it changes how they act and how they get along. 
And so it um, seems to me that a, a good estate plan would take care of those things ahead of time. So this is how it is. It's all legally, legally uh, established. It's set up and no question about, well, Dad said that he wanted me to do this or have this or takes all that uncertainty well, out of one it. Well, one of the issues I see a lot is not when people have a significant size estate. It's not that the kids are then fighting over the big items. But Grandpa had a rifle, mm. and Grandpa left it to one person, and the other person says, no way he could have done that. He would have wanted me to have it. Yeah, It's those small items, mm-hmm. often sentimental, they fight right. over. And if you do your planning, you can be very specific who gets those items because, unbelievably, those sentimental, smaller items are more important to the people who are receiving gifts right? than the larger amount of money yeah. that they're getting. And it doesn't have to be a surprise, right? I mean, if you do your estate plan, you might invite the kids over or the grandkids or whatever and say, hey, this is how I'm distributing this. I'd like to give you this. You know, so um, it, it's, it doesn't catch them off guard. Well, when I do my planning for my clients, if it's a significant amount at all, or if we're doing something a little more complex like a trust, I will ask them if they want to have a family meeting. Mm, yeah. And I have seen people come in. I'll give you one example. I remember uh, the individual set up the trust. He did it for tax planning and other reasons. But we had the family in, and we explained it to him. And as we got up to go out of the meeting, one of his kids said, Dad, I thought you left everything in trust because you didn't think we could handle money. Now that I understand everything and what your thinking was, I'm really glad you did this. And otherwise, there would have been a kind of a harsh feeling there sure. with the son saying, Dad didn't trust us. Right. So I always right. encourage the next generation yeah. to participate in, yeah. if that's what the family wants. Yeah, the summary for that is uh, once Dad is gone, he can speak no more except for what he's left behind. Right, in those Correct. documents or any other communication way. Are you the one that said that when you have a family meeting, sometimes you're, you, you're the, you have to be the bad guy? And you would to say to the, to the family, you know, the, you, what, the, what the results of the estate planning is? Uh, I don't know if it's the bad guy, but I have to be the one that has to present the reality to them. Yeah, okay. That this is the way it is. This yeah. is why we did it this way. Yeah. And uh, it's always difficult because... Often uh, the kids, for example, don't understand why they can't just have today what dad left them. Yeah. And there are other things in the process that have mm-hmm. to be done. Whereas it's much easier for me to say it than it is for right. mom to now say it to right. the kids. So right. sometimes I guess I'm the bad guy. Yeah. Well, you're right about the sentimental things because uh, a couple of years ago when my mom da- uh, died, my dad had already died a couple of years prior. And there was a big, uh, shall we say, discussion with a capital D over the grandfather clock that had been in the living room of mom and dad's house. It was there, you know, for every family gathering and everything else, and it was unresolved, and uh, it was a bit of an issue. So had that and other things been taken care of ahead of time, it would have it would have helped us handle her death and this finality of both parents now being gone in a much better way. So, Russ, uh, I know that you have a lot of very satisfied clients, and I, I know I really respect that, and I've told you that. Uh, you've been doing estate planning for 33 years, and it is important that our listeners find someone in this field 
that they can trust. And one story that you actually told me about is a family that was concerned about losing the family business when dad died. But with smart estate planning that dad had done with you, you were able to save a considerable amount of money that would have otherwise been paid in taxes, and then the business was saved. So it reminds me of many people who have gone through this process. Some had done thoughtful estate planning, and the result was good and peaceful, and others, well, not so much. And I've probably mentioned this to you before, but as a pastor, I've known a number of faithful members who have gone to be with the Lord and were able to leave a meaningful gift to the church that they loved and supported for many years. And they did that all because of effective estate planning. And I can tell our listeners that it is a great blessing to receive funds from a beloved member to help us continue and expand the work that we are called to do together. So we're going to hear more, another story from Russ, and also 10 reasons why you want to take care of your own estate planning and why sooner is better than later. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people plan for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And, of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. Interest rates are still down, and that means the time to buy is right now. Let 24-7 Properties help you find the right house for your current needs. Jeff and his team, they take the time to get to know you and your unique situation to find the home that's just right for you. Search for available homes online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 24-7 Properties. Call me today and let's talk about the type of property you are interested in purchasing. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030. We are back and I want to give a big uh, thank you to the sponsors that you just heard, Dignity Memorial, Golden Placement Services, and 24 7 properties. I also want to say that uh, others of our partners are Hearthstone Senior Living, 
Transformational Finance with Stuart Funky, Dan the Mortgage Man, First Priority Financial, uh, Dream Trips, they're coming in in a couple of weeks, and also uh, Portland City Acupuncture with Mariko, the next phase coaching with Eric Howard and Dr. Dan Miller with Beaverton Chiropractic. We have um, lots of uh, partners, and we just really appreciate them because when we say that uh, we know and love these people, we know that we can uh, recommend them without any reservation whatsoever. And so I want to put that out there. And if you have needs in any of those categories, um, by all means, we recommend you give them a call. They're also on our website. So look um, on the website for their logos and click on and uh, go to their website or their contact info, whatever, uh, wherever it takes you. So, um, so Russ, you were um, telling about the farmer that died and, uh, and things went really well and the family was very pleased with uh, the results. And is there any kind of finishing thing, any comment or anything? No, from- the only comment was that the family was very pleased with saving the money on taxes, but they were also pleased that everyone was going to get a fair share, but the farm was going to stay in the family because okay. that had been very important to dad. Mm-hmm. And for one of the one of the kids, that was very important. Yeah. So it was overall everyone, whether they were working the farm or not, was as pleased as they could be yeah. when they lost their father. That's the way you want things to end, right? Correct. And again, we don't know what the date is when we might uh, die or be incapacitated, so we want to take care of these things ahead of time. We're going to get pretty soon, Russ, to the um, a list of uh, reasons why uh, you want to take care of your estate planning. And and if you're tuning in later, I want to let you know that I'm in studio with Russ Pike, who is a an estate planning attorney and um he uh, explained a little bit about his background and why he loves doing this, why it's so valuable and important to him. So if you missed the first part of the show, you can go to our website and pick it up on a podcast, secondhalfnow.com, and then go to the radio archive section, and uh, you can get the whole thing right there. So um, there's other scenarios that don't work out so well. So um, tell us about one of those. Well, um A scenario that kind of is close to home for me is my family, we were close with another couple, and they were both high-tech, computer-type people. And they actually, where they lived, they had a small airstrip out back, and they flew to these high-tech companies on consulting bases, both of them at different times. And um, the wife... One morning is going from outside of Salem up to Hillsboro for consulting with Intel. And she's going with a friend who works there also. And it's foggy. And as a result, the plane crashed and she was killed. Oh, wow. And then I'm meeting with her husband after the fact. And he says, you know, you never know. You kiss your wife goodbye in the morning and she's gone. Mm. Well, this couple was pretty well off from high-tech and all, but they'd done no planning. And by doing no planning, uh, things were a lot more complicated for mm-hmm. them. And so you take the situation of losing a spouse and then trying to deal with all these other issues. Right. Was there much that you could do after the fact, I mean, after she died? There, I I didn't really get involved too much with doing that for them. Um it was just a situation that if everything had been mm-hmm. in place, we could have done it very quickly. Yeah. 
And so he just had to kind of work through it. Right, right. That's the whole key to um, planning ahead. And that's when on part two, when we uh, when we go over to the podcast portion, Russ, we're going to um, have you help us with seven reasons you don't want to die without an estate plan. And there are seven specific things that we're both looking at on the papers here in the uh, studio here. And I'm anxious uh, to talk about those because some of them are positive things where we really can reach out and make a difference. And some of the things we just want to avoid if we, you know, we, do, we don't want certain things to happen to us. And um, so the, the title of today's show is, If You Don't Do It, Someone Else Will, and You May Not Like It. And I think Russ is going to help us understand who that someone else might be. Or could be, right? Will you help us with that, Russ? I can help you with that. All right, good. So um, it's about time for us to bridge over to uh, part two. And uh, so we're going to wrap up here. But I want to make sure that you know that we have uh, more great shows coming up. We have a couple of mayors uh, coming in, uh, each individually, uh, because we're going to ask them the question, how can boomers get involved in the community and make a difference? Because we believe that that's why we are here. We're here to make a difference. We're here to be positive influencers in our culture, in our families, in our communities. And they can help us um, uh, deal with that question. We also have a couple of travel specialists who have introduced me to a new term that I had not heard before. It's called volunteerism. So you can take a trip um, across the country or uh, out of the country, and you can uh, be engaged in a wonderful volunteer um, effort, a volunteer like you know, build a, build a house for somebody in Mexico, or you can build an um, uh, orphanage building in Costa Rica, or there's all kinds of things you can do and have a fun trip and, uh, and volunteer at the same time. We also have a Medicare, Medicare expert coming in talking about uh, if you are approaching um, eligibility for Medicare or already involved and enrolled, then lots of questions uh, around that. We're going to lay that information down too. So um, again, what we're doing right now is aired on KKPZ on the radio. And it's also will be on the podcast, which is available 24-7. So it's around the clock and around the world on our website, secondhalfnow.com. So we want to encourage you to tune in every Monday at 5.30 to 6 p.m. for part one of every one of our shows. Today uh, we are talking about the title, If You Don't Do It, Someone Else Will, and You May Not Like It. In studio with me today is Russ Pike, estate planning attorney with a lot of experience and a lot of stories. And we're going to get down to some of the fundamentals, uh, some of the reasons why it's so, so important. So um, go to go to the website and hear uh, the podcast, the whole thing. If you have any questions or would like to um, make suggestions about topics or about um, guests or anything, uh, go to our website and submit a, um, a contact form. And if you would like to have a free CD of this show, call the station at 503-242-1950. That's 503-242-1950. So if you don't do it, someone else will, and you may not like it. That's what we're going to continue with on the podcast. So thank you for listening today. This is Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Yeah, that's us, the 50-plus crowd. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. I am Dr. Dan Critchett, your host. Let's continue our conversation with Russ Pike on part two on our website, secondhalfnow.com. See you there. I want to welcome you to part two of our show. And the title for today's show that we're talking about is this, 
If you don't do it, someone else will, and you may not like it. Hi, I'm your host, Dr. Dan Critchett. This portion is coming to you by podcast only. It's not on the air, so um, you have found the uh, how to access this on your mobile device, your smartphone, your laptop, your tablet, whatever it is. Uh, we have a special guest in studio today. It is Russ Pike, who is an estate planning attorney, and that's exactly what we're talking about today. If you don't do it, someone else will, and you may not like it. We're going to get down to some of the uh, nitty-gritty here. So uh, we're on part two. So, Russ, uh, welcome again to Second Half Now. But, Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming. We laid a little bit of a foundation. Now we're going to get into some of the particulars. And I have a document that I got from your office uh, that says, Seven Reasons You Don't Want to Die Without an Estate Plan. This is when we start dealing with this this matter. If you don't do it, someone else will. And let's talk a little bit about who that someone might be. Um, the number one reason of these, I don't know if these are any order of uh, sequence or priority, but the number one reason that you had on this document uh, from your office is, one reason is the state becomes your planner. Right. Um, a lot of people, when they think about estate planning, they think it's only for the wealthy. But estate planning, you're going to take care of those situations where you're incapacitated. You're going to have someone make health care decisions for you mm. when you can't do it. Someone make financial decisions. Uh, you want to take care of your children and your heirs. And so it's not simply being wealthy. It's simply planning for all these unexpected events. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people... It will come into my office and they will say, um, well, if I don't have a plan, doesn't it just all go to my wife? And if you don't have a plan, then the state of Oregon has set up a plan for you. Now, you can have basically no plan, which means the state of Oregon plans for you, or you can have a will plan or a trust-based plan. But if you don't do anything, you have the state of Oregon plan. And the state of Oregon does what they think most people would like. Right. Not what fits your situation. Okay. So if you don't have a plan, you go through a process called probate when you die. Well, if you're looking at the death side of things, you go into probate and the court will appoint an administrator to manage your state. But in that process, it will all be done by someone other than someone you may have wanted to do that. And where would that someone be coming from? From the court? or The from court a... would appoint someone. Okay. They have professional people that they okay. pay to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas you may much have preferred your son to take care of all the mm. finances or your daughter. Right. Uh, someone you trusted. But also there's the other side of that, which would be called living probate. If you become incapacitated and you can't make decisions, then somebody has to make those decisions for you. Right. Now, personally, I would rather be able to decide who's going to make those decisions mm -hmm. for me. Right. Who's going to look at my medical records and information? And if you haven't properly prepared, which in Oregon that would be with an Oregon Advance Directive, then again, you're going to have to go to court spend the money, 
and have the court appoint someone to make medical decisions for you. So if you, uh, let's say, have a stroke or if you're on life support or if you are incapacitated, if you haven't put this down in writing with a legal document, then are you saying that the state would then uh, intervene or would provide somebody to make those well, decisions? Well, generally, if you're married and have a spouse, uh-huh. The doctors or the hospitals will listen to that person. Okay. Some are overly cautious and they won't, quite right. honestly. But say you're the second, your spouse is already deceased and uh, you have no one else other than children. Well, then, in order for medical decisions to be made for you, they're going to require that you go to court and the court appoints somebody basically to be your medical agent. Right. Now, if you plan ahead, you can do two things. One, you can appoint someone you know to make those medical decisions for you. But you can also, on the particular Oregon form they have, make all of your end-of-life decisions. Do you want to be kept alive with feeding tubes? Do you want this? Do you want that? And I have sat in the hospital with clients where they've had to make those decisions Mm -hmm. and to undo all that equipment, knowing what the result may be is extremely tough on the kids. Oh yeah. But if you've already put that all in writing in a legal document, right. Your child knows this is what mom wanted. This is what dad wanted. Still not an easy decision, right? But it's one that can be made. And they wouldn't feel guilty for having made that decision, even though it seemed in every respect to be the right thing to do. But they would never forget that, that they were the ones that told the doctor, yeah, pull the plug. It's an extremely tough decision. And you do such a great thing for your children if you've planned ahead and already done that. for. Otherwise... Go to court, and somebody else will have to right. make that decision. Now, is that something that is included in an estate plan? Is that something that's, that... part, of, that's part of the estate plan? Okay, so as an estate planning attorney, you would help uh, people work through that you, and uh, make those yeah, documents. Yeah, this would uh, be basically you appoint a medical agent right. and you provide your end of life desires. Right, okay. Okay, the other side of this is if you become incapacitated and you can't make financial decisions or take mm-hmm. care of your business affairs. Well, you can use a power of attorney, and it's a document that appoints somebody to take care of your financial affairs when you can't. And it would have to be somebody that you really trust. Mm -hmm. And it can be done two ways. One, it's effective immediately when it's signed. Or two, it doesn't come into effect until you're incapacitated. And there are benefits to both. One is... It's done now, so when I become incapacitated or I'm kind of losing my mental capacity, my son doesn't have to go to the doctor and get a certification that, yes, it's time to take over. The other side of it is they have access to your assets immediately Mm -hmm. if they want them. And if they're not the most trustworthy, it can cause a problem. If you don't have that and you become incapacitated, in order to manage your affairs, you will have to go into court, and the court will appoint a conservator who handles your finances and comes back and reports to the court. This all costs money mm-hmm. compared to if you're having someone you know and trust do it. So those are a couple of reasons. The, the third reason is when you're looking at your wealth transfer at death. 
state of Oregon has made up a plan that they think this fits most people. And as we know, one size never fits all. Right. But for example, if, as happens frequently, um, you have been married before and had children, and you're married now, and you don't have any additional children, well, say you pass away, then whatever assets you have, your current wife gets half under the state's plan, Mm -hmm. but your kids from your first marriage get half. And I've had situations where people, their main asset has been a large piece of real estate. Right. And without the planning and following the state's plan, mom and kids from the previous marriage are now joint owners of the property and the house. And it's not the situation you would have planned for, but the state's trying to help everyone out. Right. So what I hear you saying, Russ, is that if we have a a guy listening to us right now, let's just call him Bill. And he says, all right, I'm thinking about this. Uh, You know, I want to avoid those circumstances where, you know, my kids or my spouse will say thanks a lot for, you know, for you didn't you didn't take care of these matters ahead of time. So Bill can think this through and kind of find out what really needs to be done and get these documents in order. And the sooner the better, I'm sure, is one of your tunes, right? Well, absolutely, because you never know when you're going to Mm -hmm. need to put your plan into play. Right. So um, I think we covered a couple of different of these uh, reasons and didn't necessarily enumerate them. Did we want to say anything more about uh, the state will make distribution of your assets? Uh, So if I die um, and I've not done this planning, then I'm dying what the legal world knows as intestate without a will or without a without estate planning documents in place, then the state through the courts will determine how to distribute whatever assets I leave behind. Right. It's already in the statute how what your plan is right. and how it's going to be distributed. And they have to have that in place because what percentage of people do die without estate plans? There's a large percentage. I've seen some studies up to 70% of people yeah. don't plan. <laughs> And um, the other thing is with the state, uh, they don't know your circumstances, your needs. They don't know what your goals are. And um, there are all other sorts of issues you can plan for, like minimizing the taxes. Uh, Taxes on estates are significant. Federal is a 40% tax once it's up to a trigger level. Wow. And the state of Oregon is 10 to 16%. State of Oregon has stayed pretty steady over the mm-hmm. last 15 years. The federal, that trigger has gone way down. It has gone to the point there was no federal tax. This year it's at $5.4 million, so most people today don't have to worry about it, but they may in 20 years when they pass away. Mm-hmm. So it's not tax-efficient and you lose assets that could go to your family. And there's absolutely nothing in the state's plan if you want to donate to a charity or if you want to make a lasting gift to a church. It's just not there. You have The state's to not going to do that. The state is not right. going to do it for you. Right. And uh, you're going to have to do your planning ahead if you want to either donate to a charity or 
for religious organizations. Sounds like we want to be proactive. You know, if I, like I've told uh, my family and friends that if I have uh, anything and I I have an insurance policy and maybe I'll add to that and I want to plan for the distribution of that because there are a lot of, a lot of Christian work uh, around the world and even in our own community that I would really like to help financially, but right now I can't. So if I can plan ahead of time, you know, my kids say, Dad, yeah, you'd be worth more dead than alive, <laughs> sort of tongue-in-cheek. But then I can I can actually bless, uh, you know, my church or a, or a, a Christian work or ministry uh, with, with those instruments in place. Well, let me give you one other example of the state's plan and where it really as a shortcoming is if you have certain assets, you mentioned a life insurance policy, the life insurance policy will go to whoever the beneficiaries are on that policy. Right. No matter if you have the state's plan, if you do a will yourself or you have a trust plan. However, as part of your estate planning, you need to check all those beneficiaries And I can give you examples where I've gone and I've checked a person's life insurance policy. And they may have their spouse as the beneficiary, but they forgot to put a contingent beneficiary. Mm. So now we're in a situation where they're alive, but their spouse, who was the primary beneficiary, has passed away. Okay. So they have no beneficiary right. on that life insurance policy. Then the state intervenes at that so point. So it's now there is no plan. Yeah. In place, you didn't do a will, you didn't do a trust. You're back to the state's plan. Yeah. So you had a life insurance <clears throat> policy that with planning would have covered that. So what we always do in part of our plan, we look at annuities, life insurance, brokerage accounts, retirement accounts, and check those beneficiary forms because that's how that particular asset Mm. is going to pass. And if it's incorrect, it's not been updated. So that's as much a part of the planning that you do that you will never get with a state's plan. Right, right. I just wonder if if it's not too, um, how do I want to say, morbid to uh, think about your funeral and you're laying there in the casket or in the urn or whatever. Just picture yourself there and, and then hold your head and say, oh, my gosh, what have I done or what have I not done? I, I want to make sure that uh, things are in order by my uh, choices, right, by what I do. And the only way to do that is not just uh, leave a comment, you know, with one of my kids, but it actually to put it in legal documents. That is. And what, and what happens when you don't plan is you end up with disputes among mm-hmm. your children, right. grandchildren, and you end up with hurt feelings, and uh, sometimes those wounds are never healed, and they're right. over minor things. So you can avoid it by planning for your transfer of your wealth, but you can also provide a legacy of your values for your family. Uh, we often do it through recording CDs or DVDs or writing documents out, and then whatever you do in the way of your charitable donations sets an example for sure. your next generation. Sure. I'm uh, actually having lunch with a <clears throat> an older friend of mine. He's 85, and he's got cancer, and he's probably well-advanced, and 
not going to be with us very much longer, and he was concerned about a couple of fishing poles that he wanted to leave to certain uh, friends and family members, and there's no way for that to be done unless it's um, in the legal document. Is that is that is that true? Yeah, uh, typically, if you have he has some, no survivors, no heirs, that will just be transferred. However, the state's plan okay. would transfer it, okay. and and there's a whole complicated series they go through. If there is a spouse, if there is no spouse, if there are children, if there are parents, if there are no parents. And uh, quite often, going through the state's plan, you may end up, items will be left to a brother, say, Mm -hmm. because the others are not there. But that brother has an addiction. And whatever is left to him will be gone immediately. Right. Whereas with some planning, you could have set up a trust, and it would have gone to them over a period mm-hmm. of time. But whenever you have specific items, if you do the planning, it will get to where you want it to go to. Right. Some of our uh, listeners are either parents or grandparents, and they know there is an issue if, uh, if death occurs when you have minor children. So let's talk about that right after the break. Okay. Don't go away. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people plan for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And, of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you, and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. Life changes have happened and it's time to sell your house. That can be a difficult process when you've lived there for decades, especially under tragic circumstances like losing a spouse. 24-7 Properties takes the time to go over the details of your unique situation and understand your needs. We do what we can to maximize the value of your home. Learn online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 24-7 Properties. Call me today and let's have a conversation about selling your house. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030, 
We are back, and I'm in studio today with Russ Pike, an estate planning attorney that's telling us some really, really important things, uh, not only some facts about estate planning, but some reasons about why it is so important. (coughs) Excuse me. And before we left for the break, we were going to be talking about, and this is where we'll come back in, Russ, is um, if if a person, if a, a parent dies, and is the second uh, the surviving spouse, or uh, or if if two parents die simultaneously, and if they don't have the documents in place, then any minor children will be uh, the guardianship will be appointed by the state with no direction from the parents. Can you speak to that some? Sure. Uh, in Oregon, we have a situation where. The court eventually has to approve who the guardian is. Mm-hmm. But in Oregon, you can put in your will instructions for the guardian. And most of the time, the court will follow that guidance unless there's just something wrong with that person mm-hmm. at the time. The circumstances have changed. Uh, we have two d- different people. One is the guardian who takes care of raising the children and their welfare. The second is a conservator who is responsible for the finances to raise the kids. Oh, okay. uh-huh. They can be one and the same person. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people want them to be different. Quite often they're the same person. <clears throat> and so one question I get is what you just ask is, what if my wife and I both die at the same time? Mm-hmm. What happens with the kids? And <clears throat> the thing is, if you have minor children, they just have to be one of your highest priorities. And in naming a guardian, you've got to ask questions like, who do you want to raise your children? Where will they live? What if you don't, these people may move around the country or something. Um, Is there going to be enough money for the guardians? What kind of education do they have? What type of family do you want to raise them? What happens if the family divorces? This is something that every parent with minor children needs to sit down and do today because just think of the situation if they've lost both parents. They are traumatized to start with, and if this is not all in place and somebody steps in right away, it could really create even more problems for the children. I could just imagine, and depending upon the age of the kids, they may be totally disoriented you know, if they're younger, well, at any age, I suppose, if they're minor children, they trying to deal with this whole tragedy of the loss of their parents. And now someone else is coming and saying, well, you're going to live with us now, or you're going to live with me now. <clears throat> it may result in maybe splitting up the children or, you know, all kinds of scary scenarios. And I don't think we necessarily want to kind of scare people, but it's just the reality. I mean, it's because it can happen. You know, like you were saying during the break that um, husband and wife uh, are off on a ski trip, just driving up to Mount Hood and uh, somebody oncoming car crosses, uh, crosses the line and, uh, and head on collision, both parents die. Well, what happens to the kids? It's instant. It's right now. Something has to be done. And so, but if they've done that ahead of time, if they have, um, provided for that, then it will roll. It's not It's not what we want to see happen, but in that event, then we have at least cared for our children because, and anticipated ahead of time because we can, uh, we can make those decisions now that will come into effect when that occurs. Right, and they'll, it'll be taken care of immediately. 
right. rather than having to wait. Okay, that's a key piece too, yeah, right away. So um, the next one is I have here the court will appoint an administrator of your estate. It may or may not be a family member or someone you know and trust. Now we're talking about uh, what used to be called the executor and, or and now it's a personal representative. Right. Or... In, in Oregon, it used to be an executor. Now it's called a personal representative. Right. And the personal representative handles your estate with the court at the time of your death. Mm-hmm. They gather an inventory of all of your assets. They are responsible for securing it. So they change locks on the home. They inventory everything. They usually disable the car so it can't be driven. Mm. And uh, they will then go through the court procedure validating a will if you have one, but if you don't, it's intestate. And then they will have to notify all the creditors in court. They will have to um, see that the taxes are filed and paid. They handle all of your estate closure things financially, final distribution to your will. If you don't do your plan, the state will appoint someone, will cost money, and they will take care of these decisions. Otherwise, if you do your planning, you may know that your adult son is an accountant and can handle the finances, would understand it, would be understanding with a family, could talk to them, um, and you've selected who you want to handle this right. and make sure that when you said my piano goes to my daughter, that that piano ends up with your daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like these are very, very important matters. And I just want to speak to anybody listening and say that uh, to me, this is a matter of stewardship. Uh, we can do some things while we're living that will have uh, an effect, a positive effect after we die and some of that some in some of these things the only way we can cause those things to happen is through an estate plan and through the kinds of things that uh, that you can provide is that stating it accurately it is and yeah. the more planning you do the less stress right it is for your loved ones that you've left behind right and uh, i i don't necessarily want to get into fees and costs and stuff but as i've looked at um, you know, what people do uh, as a pastor, you know, I, I get involved with that a lot. They call me and they say, gosh, what am I going to do now? You know, my dad died and so forth. I don't have any legal representation, but they want to know, you know, how should they approach it? Who should they consult and all those kinds of things. And I've seen some big errors or some big omissions where somebody has has died and did not leave a plan behind. So I'm just speaking to our listeners and saying, please, you want to um, you want to uh, take care of this. You want to get serious about doing your plans ahead of time, because actually that date is on the calendar when we will become incapacitated or when we will die. Uh, but we don't know. We haven't seen that calendar. That's God's alone. I have one more thing, uh, Russ. Maybe we can deal with this quickly. It says uh, number seven. You do not get the benefits that could be yours if you plan ahead. Well, and I think we've talked about a lot of these benefits is in the distribution of your assets. Right. Uh, no tax planning, uh, no medical planning, mm-hmm. no financial planning if you're incapacitated. You don't get to pick the administrator of your estate. Um, 
If you own a business, then you have even more problems because mm-hmm. you have no transition plan for that. If you have a child with special needs, uh, those have to be addressed with pre-planning. And um, the other thing you don't get or you lose is being able to leave a legacy either to charity or church. Right, right. That's a big deal to me. It, uh, it is, and I find a large percentage of my clients, um, that's a large part of their planning. Right. Is because sometimes it's important so they get a cash flow when they're retired, but they can leave the property to the church or someone else, another charity, or they want to leave that legacy, and the only way you can do it is with pre-planning. Well, we're putting it out there. I think it's uh, it's an urgent priority, something that we want to take care of um, as soon as possible. So I'm going to ask you one last question and have you think about it for a moment uh, because I want to offer your book uh, to our audience. And the question for you, Russ, is what does this mean to you personally in terms of how you feel about helping people get these kinds of things in place ahead of time? So while you're pondering that, we'll close with that. But I want to make sure that our listeners have an opportunity to get a copy of your book. It's called Estate Planning for the Not Yet Wealthy. I like that. That has a little clever humor in it. Um, And uh, you go step by step and some pretty simple things in that book. Is that right? Do you want to say anything about the book? Yeah, the book is basically very general, but it covers the different areas that you may not have thought of. Uh, There is a chapter on how to plan with a will. There's a chapter on what happens in a second marriage. One of the things we never think about is our digital assets. Mm. Our bank accounts are online. We have Facebook accounts. We have emails. There are all sorts of laws with that. And you kind of have a quandary between what do I do with all those passwords or do I protect them and nobody can get in if something happens yeah, to then me? What? Yeah. So there's a chapter on that. Just they they kind of trigger your thinking about these things more than answering answering your questions about them. Yeah. And how about that uh, that last question for you? What does this mean through your experience of working with people and watching the good and the not so good outcomes? What is this role that you have the privilege of playing? What does it mean to you personally? To me personally, it has been almost like a mission to me because to experience peace at a very stressful time in one's life, Mm. it just brings so much joy to me. And to see these families not be at each other's throats and have peace and not fight over things and realize what is important, their faith, their family. It's just, I like when we started, I mentioned a few things like spending a week with a couple of the Beatles. I've been blessed in my life, and I just think the Lord has sent me to this particular area of the law because it is so rewarding. Yeah. Wow. That is great. A good wrap-up, and I appreciate you coming in today. This has uh, been very enlightening and helpful, and I think our listeners will will find it that way, too. And I want to make sure that uh, in order to learn more about Russ Pike, a state planning attorney, or to uh, to request a free copy of his book, 
estate planning for the not yet wealthy, go to our website, secondhalfnow.com, and uh, fill in a contact page and submit that, and uh, we will get back in touch with you, and we'll get that book right out to you, right from Russ's office, right? Correct. There you go. Okay. So I want to thank you again, Russ Pike, um, uh, as an estate planning attorney. Thanks again for coming in today. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's been good to have you on Second Half Now. We didn't cover everything. Can you come back again? Of course. Of course. I know you can go on for hours about all this stuff. I could. It's yes. a very complicated area. And, right. Uh, we just try to keep it simple for people. Right. <clears throat> I appreciate that. Well, folks, that's our program for today. I want to invite you to tune in uh, to the on-air portion every Monday, 5.30 to 6 p.m. in the Portland market here. It's KKPZ. 1330 on the AM dial. And then uh, for the entire show, uh, part one and part two, you can go to our website, secondhalfnow.com. You can hear our podcast there around the clock and around the world. To get a free CD of this show, you can call the radio station here, 503-242-1950. 503-242-1950. This is Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, and I am saying goodbye for now. And until next time, may God help you live a life that honors Him and blesses others. Let's meet again right here on our website on a podcast or live next Monday at 5.30 or Saturday at 8 a.m. on the radio, KKPZ 1330, The Truth. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett on KKPZ 1330 The Truth. Brought to you by Second Half Network. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com.